are listening to the latest episode of Gay Side Stories, where the gay shit goes. I am your host, Trillificent. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a solo episode. It probably will be a little bit shorter, but I do have a few things that I want to get off of my chest. So I hope you guys will bear with me before we get into it. If you can't get enough of me and you like the things that I say, maybe not my voice so much because it has been betraying me for the last, I don't know, month or so. I've been on here sounding like, just like I am now, sounding like I got one foot in the grave and one foot out. But I promise you, it's not that bad. It's just a little congestion, whatever. Anyway, can't get enough of me. Then check me out this week. I am featured on the Cold Slither Podcast Network's Ratchet Ramblings Podcast with Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Dante from Twitter. You guys know that I go to that show about once a month just to talk shit about reality TV. You can also find me on the latest episode of the pod panel, along with John from the John Effect podcast. I'm just Jackie and Rain Coleman, a.k.a. Carefree Black Nerd. So I haven't done the pod panel in a good little while, but it was good to be back. It was good to record with my podcast brethren and sistren. We had a great time. We had a great episode. And speaking of, I want to send a shout out to Jackie and John of the pod panel who just launched their new podcast. It's called Jackie and John the podcast, and you can find it under the John Effect umbrella too, along with the pod panel and his show. With all of that being said, let's get into the come quick. I'm going to come, sir. Oh, yeah. All right. So first up, Twitter polls. I got two of them from this week. So the first one is, would you rather have? And the first answer is unlimited head. Second answer was unrestricted celeb sex. So with 59% of the vote, people said they would rather have unrestricted celebrity sex. And with 41% of the vote, people said they would rather have unlimited head. Um, For me, I think I would have to agree with the 59% unrestricted celeb sex. And when I say unrestricted, I mean you have a celebrity that you're trying to uh, get down and dirty with, and it just happens. It's unrestricted. You don't have to worry about not knowing them six, seven degrees of separation. Is going to be one degree of separation between you and that thing. So I'm here for that. So the second poll was, have you ever had a Valentine? So I decided to ask this because Valentine's Day is this week. It's coming up very soon. Uh, actually, it'll be here in a couple of days. I want to say two days. By the time you guys hear this, Valentine's Day has... Whew, how, mm, ooh, mm. Um... Let me put it like this. Valentine's Day don't love me and I don't love her. So it just is what it is. It's just another day for me. So I asked the question on Twitter to see who else felt the way that I do. Or if some of y'all really go up for Valentine's Day. I know some of you do. And that's no shade to you. Get your damn life. Get your chocolates. Get your dick. Get your pussy. Get whatever you like to get on Valentine's Day. So have you ever had a Valentine? No, never. The second answer is I have before, as in I had one and I've had a Valentine before in the past. And the last answer is every year, the fuck? 
So with an overwhelming 64%, people said I have before, meaning they have had a Valentine, they have celebrated the day with another person sometime in the past. With 20% of the vote, people said no, never, and I'm in that 20%. And with 16% of the vote, it was every year to fuck. So shout out to everybody, whether you've never had a Valentine or whether you have one every year. Um, it's not something to use to propel yourself above other people. It's not something to say, oh, you ain't never had no Valentine. You ain't shit. You must be this. You must be that. And it's not something to say, oh, you just a, a victim of the man of that man made ass commercial. We don't need to do all of that. Let people enjoy their things and let people enjoy not enjoying things like just let people live. So the last thing in the come quick. I have to take a deep breath. I, oh, I'm just so it's, I just feel excitement raining all over me right now. It's radiating through me. I have goosebumps. All right, I have elephant bumps, whatever that means. It's just bigger than a goose on my skin. I have a smile on my face. I just feel really, really, really good. I feel like this thing that is happening to me. And to us, to black people, when I say us, it's just so monumental and I cannot wait to partake. If you can't tell what I'm talking about as I'm sitting here gushing about it, Black Panther comes out this week. All right. And first of all, I'm just amazed because there was a very, very small part of me that did not think we would get here. Just with everything going on and especially around that time on Twitter when white people's president was, I don't know what he was doing, posturing on Twitter, doing the most on Twitter and really kind of provoking North Korea. I thought to myself, you know what, self and myself said, what's up, nigga? I said, self, we may not make it to Black Panther the way things are going. And self was like, now that's some hot ass bullshit because we have been waiting. We have done our waiting. All right. We have done serious black level waiting. We have waited 13 years. We have waited 84 years. We have waited. So <clears throat> and then it was Black Panther is in two months. Black Panther is in a month. Black Panther is in a couple of weeks. And now we are on the week of premiere of Black Panther. I can not Wait, I am actually going to go to the theater to see it. May even see it more than once. I'm not going to commit to that because I really don't like going to the movie theaters that much. But I do plan on buying it, maybe buying multiple copies when it does come out on like Blu-ray and gifting those. Hell, I might just buy tickets and not even go see it. Like I, I am about it. It looks fantastic. I mean, just besides the cast being all star. From the clips that we've seen, it just looks like it's going to be a very good movie. All right. We know Chadwick Boseman don't play when he comes to his roles, whether he's a superhero or not. You got Queen Angela Bassett in the movie. You got Forrest Whitaker in the movie. You got Lupita Nyong'o in the movie. You got people whose faces I know, but I don't want to mangle their names right now. So I'm not even going to attempt it. There's so much going on there's so much pride and just to see a cast of mostly black people you know and you know what i'm not even too mad at the white people that we've seen thrown in there because martin freeman i enjoy him 
And Andy Serkis is a legend, all right? For Just for Gollum alone, he's a le- but he's legendary. So I don't feel bad about that. I think that it's going to be a fantastic movie. I really do feel like we are going to break barriers. We're going to break records. I've already been breaking records with the pre-sale tickets. And not that it's going to stick, although one can hope. But I really do think it's going to be an eye-opening experience for certain people in Hollywood to say, if you give us stuff that we like with people that look like us, you will get our money. You don't have to keep recycling the same stories. You don't have to keep recycling the same white actors. You don't have to keep trying to adapt roles. Y'all don't even really adapt them. Taking roles that are clearly people of color and whitewashing them to hell thinking that i mean because most of the time when you whitewash these movies even white people don't care so just give us our things the way that they are supposed to be and we will we will show up if you build it we will come so i hope that that is between that because they pay the reason why i say that is because they paid from what i can tell girls trip dust like girls trip a comedy with the I think a relatively low budget, you know, for all intent and purposes with four black women leading the cast made over a hundred million dollars and they pretty much paid it dust. Like, Oh, that's nice. And I think Gabrielle union talked about that a little bit in some interview. And I mean, what she said was spot on. Not that I know a lot about Gabby, but what she said in that interview was spot on. It's like, okay, that's great. And it's like, Okay, but the white equivalent bombed in the it like literally bombed and it came out first. You know, get out. We know how monumental get out was and how much money it made. So I'm hoping with the cross of genres between comedy, between there's I know there's a lot of debate on what get out is and um, I'm. You know, I would say that you could take my black card, but I need it for this week. I haven't seen Get Out yet. I meant to watch it and I forgot. But I know there's a lot of debate on what kind of movie Get Out actually is. But whatever genre that is, comedy, and now we have a superhero movie coming out. We can do these things. Give us our things. Give us our scripts. Green light our shit. Give us the money and you will get it back, Hollywood, tenfold. So with all that being said, if you are black, I definitely expect your ass to go see Black Panther. And that means paying money to go see it. If you are a little bit challenged in that department, shit, catch a matinee. Don't pay the fool. Catch a matinee. Go early in the morning on a Sunday or a Saturday, go late on a week, whatever you got to do. Everybody else, go see it too. You know, you don't have to be black to see it. I know that's, and that's another issue. It's like, oh, it's a black thing, so we don't want to go see it. And the thing about that is, it's funny to me because other races don't do that. We don't look at a movie and say, oh, that's a white movie, so I'm not going to go see that. If we see a movie with nothing but white people, not even a token character of color we don't dismiss it and i'm well most of us don't dismiss it and say oh that's a white movie we see meryl streep and we like well shit what she got going what's she doing because you know we stand for meryl streep 
So, you don't have to be black to go see it, but I want everybody to go see this movie. It's more than just a superhero movie. It's more than just a it's more than just a black thing. It's just a moment. And to have shout out to the marketing because to have this movie coming out during Black History Month during Black History Month in Trump's America at that. Like if if for no other reason go see the movie because of that. Even if you don't like superhero movies, you don't like chat with Bond, whatever, go see the movie just because it's a black ass movie being released during Black History Month, during Trump's reign of fire, because that's really what it is. All right. So now we're going to get into the main topic, a.k.a. telling all my goddamn business. Yes, indeed. What up, Poppy? R.I.P. to Lisa left our Lopez. Like, <clears throat> I've always stand for TLC and Lisa in particular, but, you know, every now and then when an artist that you stand for passes and you sometimes you forget how much you stand for them. So that's why I love that sound clip to get into the main topic. But I digress. So I thought that. It would be a good time to do some self-reflection. Now, if you know me well enough or if we've had these conversations before, then you know I'm kind of in a perpetual state of self-reflection. Or at least that's the lie that I tell myself. But there are some things that I'm working on that I just want to be very honest about and hold myself accountable first and foremost and maybe someone will hear this and they will see something in themselves maybe they will hear something that will motivate them to do something about the situation in their life whatever the case may be hopefully it's a blessing to someone else but even if i just listen back to this and it doesn't bless anyone but me really that's the point so First and foremost, I don't know how far I've gotten into this, but in case you didn't know, I I do deal with depression. Um, I was diagnosed with clinical depression quite a while ago. I don't even remember the exact year. Um, and it's it's an ongoing battle, you know. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And I got into this trap at one point in, in my life over the past few years where. I was so used to putting on a front and making it seem like everything was okay that people actually believed it. And so when I started talking about depression, people would say, oh, you know, it's just a it's just a temporary thing. And you need to do this. You need to work out. You need to do that. You need to do this, which is all true. You know, the certain tips are useful when you're dealing with depression. But one day. And it was actually uh, I was inspired by my friend um, that he kind of did a write up about the mental issues that he's dealing with. So I said, well, let me try to do that so that the people closest to me will better understand what I mean when I say that I deal with depression and I had to break down what clinical depression really is and what I go through. And it's not as simple as, OK, I'm working out consistently. I feel much better. You know, like it's a it's a chemical imbalance and it's it's a constant struggle. It's not just a 
I've done enough to get out of this funk or I'm just sad because a lot of people think that depression is just being sad and it's not. And I will give you a good example of currently what I'm dealing with. So it's not just it's not that I feel sad. I feel isolated right now. And and I don't say that in a bad way because it's something that I'm actively doing that I didn't even realize I was doing until honestly a couple of days ago. It was like I really isolate myself like I don't I don't leave the house that much. I don't engage as much. Like I I see certain areas where I don't engage. Case in point, um there was a good chunk of time where I just didn't engage as much with the pod panel. Um and a lot of that was just me kind of sitting back and letting things happen or not happen. Like if they said we're going to record this day, I'm like, okay, I'll make myself available. But if I don't hear nothing, then oh well. Versus any other time I might have been more active and said, hey, I thought we were recording. What's up? Um. Plus, you know, on top of being sick and everything, I just it was easy to fall into that isolation. And. I didn't go into as much detail when I was asked about that on the pod panel because specifically I knew I was going to talk about it on my show. Um, but I I hit the main points of, you know, just the communication was a little wasn't what I was expecting and I didn't contribute to the communication as much as possible. So anyway, that was one thing, isolation. The other thing and this is something that I've been dealing with for I want to say who Honestly, probably all of 2017, maybe a little bit earlier, maybe even all the way back to when I first lost my job in 2016. And that was in October of 2016. But I just my my interest levels have been zeal. And. When I say that, I mean, I'm not interested. I've just haven't had as much interest in the things that I usually that I usually do. And I've talked to my therapist about I talk to my therapist about these things. I go once a month. Um, I find that it's easier to make progress when I'm not. It's not a con like, you know, every other week was a bit much. Every week is way too much. But. Because I self-reflect so much, I need that time. So once a month, I talk to my therapist and I told him straight up, like, I just I have no interest in anything like I don't have much. I don't have interest in traveling like I used to. I don't have interest in improving myself. I had all these plans that I'm going to take this class and I'm going to take an Excel class and I'm going to learn another language finally. I'm going to relearn or try to relearn Spanish and I'm gonna I'm gonna write this you know I I have a book idea that I want to do I'm gonna start writing it and I've done nothing I just have no interest I don't have any interest in sex I don't have any interest I mean I don't have any interest in men but that's a I don't know if that has anything to do do with the depression to be quite honest because men y'all are mm, 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 mm. Anyway, so that's something that I really have been dealing with. So those are two things that I think most people don't realize are tied to depression. And that's lack of interest in things and isolation. 
And um, the last thing is I've had a lot of trouble sleeping. Now, I think that there are being honest with myself, knowing myself, seeing what my body has been doing over the past few months. There are a lot of issues that have are going into me having trouble sleeping. But when I go through my, I don't know, lack of a better term, depressive episodes, something to do with sleep is always a part of it. Now, up until recently, and when I say recently, probably the past year, usually my issue with depression and sleep is that I sleep too much. Like everything is, I start feeling bad. I start feeling sad. I start, I get into this mental whirlwind where I just feel like the weight of the world is crushing down on me. And it could be something as simple as seeing my friend post something on Instagram and being happy for them. And then something breaks down and next thing you know, I'm in tears and I'm like, this too much. Let me just go, go to sleep. You know what I mean? Like, and if I wasn't tired, I would take something so that I could sleep. And so it's an interesting change that now I have trouble sleeping or sleeping bursts and Everything is connected, you know, like I said, knowing your body is very important, knowing your your issues and all of that. Everything is very important. So it's something that I picked up on because every now and then I do go through a an episode where I just can't sleep and I'm up for like 24 to 36 hours. But that's far and few in between. But consistently not being able to sleep more than an hour or two or three at a time and having to try to <laughs> spread out. OK, I fell asleep wake up thinking that I've been asleep for seven hours. I fell asleep listening to a podcast and the same podcast is still on when I woke up and then I can't go back to sleep no matter how hard I try. That's different for me. So I've just been making mental notes of all of these things, things to talk to my doctor about, things to talk to my therapist about. And that's really been a major focus right now in my life is my, I feel like, it doesn't get enough conversation or maybe not enough people realize it, but depression, I think your depression and other mental illnesses can be as dynamic as anything else. Like they change over time. They affect you differently over time. Whereas before I'm, you know, I'm always dealing with being sad or um, whatever other stuff. Now it's like, okay, I, I'm not interested in anything like I don't even have anything to be sad about because I don't care about anything. So that's something to be mindful of. If you deal with the mental illness, if you don't deal with the mental illness, take it from me and understand that it it it's a it's almost like a living thing that the person is dealing with because it changes. It adapts. Sometimes you can do things and you can find a way to be happy. I know I've seen a lot of examples where people are depressed and then they start working out and they become a workout guru. And then sometime in the future, in the near future, they fall off and you're like, what was, what happened? I thought everything was cool. You lost weight or you had your fitness business. You were doing great. And I would say probably eight, 10, eight, eight times out of 10, that person's depression that they were dealing with has now adapted and it's affecting them in a different way that they weren't expecting because a lot of times we think depression is only one thing 
we think depression is just being sad all the time and crying all the time. And it's not. It's insidious. So if you're dealing with something and let me say this PSA for people who if you deal with someone with mental illness or you're dating them, you're married to them or whatever the case or you work with them. And I feel like I've said this before on somebody's podcast, maybe this one I don't remember. If you don't know anything about it, like if you haven't done actual research, shut up and listen. If someone tells you, hey, I'm, you know, I'm dealing with depression, I've been diagnosed with depression. Do not do not do not say you don't have a reason to be depressed. Don't say no shit like that. Do not discount their experience just because you too ignorant to know what depression really is or whatever other mental illness, anxiety or whatever the case may be. I can't. It's such a slap in the face because it's already hard enough to trust people to to admit that you're dealing with this. But then to have someone and usually someone that you love or respect turn around and just say something so dismissive is such a slap in the face. And I'm not saying that you're wrong for not understanding it. But if you don't do, if you don't take the time to educate yourself, then don't speak. And that's really a life lesson. But I'm just using, I'm applying it specifically to depression right now. So that's that on that. Um, I do have plans to dive deeper into the depression topic. Because I feel like, and I think a lot of people would agree, it's something that a lot of people deal with in the LGBT community. So I have a guest in mind and I want to, I want to just explore the topic a little more and do my regular routine with the show with that person and just get into it. So keep your eyes and your ears peeled for that. The next thing that I want to talk about is family. Now, if you've listened to this show long enough, or at the very least, if you've listened to episode 10, or you've listened to some other episode where I referred to my family and I've referred you back to episode 10, you know that I do not have a good relationship with my family. And to tie it into what I was talking about just before, I've really isolated myself from the little bit of family that I did communicate with. I just... There, I had my reasons, um, and I'm talking specifically about my biological father. I just, I need time to, I just need time, you know, like he, there's a, there's factors and I understand them, but he wants a lot too fast. Like you can't not have had much of a relationship for 27 plus years and then expect a relationship overnight and it's like and you need to meet all these people and these your family these your and i'm like i don't know them niggas i don't even know you like can we calm down like let me get to know you before you start trying to cram all these other people down my throat because i don't care about them i don't know them i didn't grow up with them um so on the other side of the family it's been kind of a i don't know maybe like a natural radio silence like <clears throat> I mean, I don't ever speak to my stepfather. Um, my brother stopped. I stopped seeing it for my brother because 
he would do this fuckboy thing. And I'm not saying my brother is a fuckboy, but this is a fuckboy tendency and mannerism that he has displayed to me multiple times. He does that thing where he'll <clears throat> he'll wait. He'll come into town because my brother doesn't live here in Houston. He'll come into town for something and then he'll go back home and he'll text me when he gets back home with some. Oh, I, I had sent you a text, but I forgot. I, or I, I thought I had sent you a text. I had typed it out, but I meant I forgot to hit send. Um, you know what I'm saying? I was there in town and I, I wanted to uh, chop it up with you or whatever the case may be. And I'm just sitting there like you could have kept this. Like, what is the point of you telling me that after you already went back home? And one one time. OK, two times. <sighs> I'm side eyeing to be quite honest, but okay. But after two times, I'm like, okay, this is a pattern and I don't have time. Like you wasting, you wasting your time. You wasting my time. You wasting iMessage time. Just stop it. It's no point. Like you were not trying to put that effort into seeing me. Like you don't need to sit here and try to lie to me. I, you know what I mean? So after I stopped responding to stuff like that, he stopped hitting me up and my mother my mother, um, we, we don't really communicate. She had this thing where she would text me every holiday. So it would be happy new year, happy Easter, happy Memorial day, happy this happy birthday. And I'm like, okay, this is strange that the only time I hear from you is on a holiday. Mind you, we have this monumental rift in our relationship and we're coming up on the 10 year anniversary of said rift. And instead of and maybe I was this is something that I've struggled with. And I've ta I talked to my therapist about it all the time because I it just it doesn't make sense to me that you have this because for a long time you didn't have access to me. And now you have access to me. And the only thing you have to say is happy Easter. That doesn't make sense to me. So after a while, I stopped responding to that because I don't even celebrate <laughs> these holidays and I, I just don't get it. Like we are, I don't want to say we're in a fight, but our relationship is damaged, it's broken and happy Labor Day is not fixing it. Texting me happy Labor Day is not fixing it. So I stopped responding to that and she eventually stopped sending them. So... That's been that for a while. And I know a lot of you probably are listening to this and be like, that's your mama. You only get one. And I'm going to pause right here to say <clears throat> everybody does not have the same relationship with their parents. All right. I know that that's hard to grasp. I know that you can look at you can look at something like Precious or some other show where, the you know, it's it's not a lovey dovey huxtable ass relationship between the kids and the parents. And for whatever reason, a lot of y'all can't apply that to real life or you project your relationship with your parents onto everyone else. So let me just stand up and say, don't do that. Everybody's relationship is not the same. You hold your mom on a pedestal and that is fine. But. I'm not doing the same and it just it is what it is. All right. So. My mom. She texted me, I want to say, hmm, maybe Christmas Eve, either Christmas Eve or the day before. 
mind you, I hadn't I hadn't heard from her for the, like the entire. I hadn't heard from her since the December before, what December twenty sixteen. So she texts me and she says something to the effect of, "I miss you dearly. Will you come for Christmas?" And to be quite honest, that fucked with me because I'm thinking to myself, if I miss someone, I'm not going to wait till Christmas to let them know, you know, like I sent, I sent my friend Nikki a text last week and I said, Hey, we need to, we need to set up some cousin time soon. Like we just need to set up some time to hang out. And she said, yes, we do. Like, you know what I mean? Like if I miss somebody that is a part of my life, I'm not going to sit here how would I look waiting until Cinco de Mayo or Memorial Day to be like, hey, cousin, uh, Nikki and I call each other cousin. Hey, cousin, I miss you. Like, how, how let's go get some let's go eat some barbecue or something. Like, how would I look waiting until a holiday to tell somebody that I love that I miss them? So I looked at that weirdly. Um and it's not the first time so that's another reason because i know some of y'all probably hearing that like well it was christmas and you know people reach out for christmas that's just what they do you know don't you know cut your mama some slack and it's like okay but this is every year and then for the rest of the year nothing like not once does she call me on a random wednesday and say hey what you doing this weekend we really need to talk and try to figure things out between us let's go you know, let's go get a piece of burger or, you know, let's just come to the house or whatever the case may be, like little things like that. Um, And you're probably wondering, well, why don't you do it? I don't feel like the burden is on me. In this situation, I was wronged. It has not been, it's never been acknowledged. I have tried to do what they do and act like nothing happened and sweep it under the rug. And I can't, I, I can't. I, it doesn't I can't sit there in somebody's face knowing that we've gone through all this stuff and it's unresolved and everything and act like everything is okay like it's just not in me but with that being said because I am the way that I am I started thinking about it and now I'm, I, I'm at a struggle and I've talked to my therapist about it and he's kind of been on board with me but I'm still struggling with it i'm still on the fence and it's it's do i do the emotional labor and say those things to my mother and say you know what this this every other blue moon text message routine that you got going on is not working like do you do you want to be a part of my life or not because if you do then these are the things that you need to do and that i need to do and that we need to do to get better or is it something where it's like just reserve your emotional your emotional wealth for the time being and see what happens because a big part of me is saying that's a grown woman dog that's a grown woman not only a grown woman that's your mama and she's not perfect she's human sometimes we all need a little help but after eight plus years i shouldn't have to come out and tell you hey what you're doing is not working sis try a different tactic you know what i mean like and and i talked to i've talked to my friends about it in the past and obviously a lot of them are they have similar thoughts to me but 
which is why I try to talk to I talk to my therapist too. You know, try to get a neutral side of it because most people they hear the story, and when I say most people, it's not like well, I mean I'm doing it on the podcast now, so I guess it doesn't matter. But most people hear that and they say I couldn't imagine not speaking to my child. Like if we got an issue, then we need to work it out. But I'm not just gonna not speak, like. Like, or we not going to do everything that we can to work it out, whether that means going to family therapy or whatever the case may be. And so I feel like I feel like a lot of that burden would fall on me and I'm not reconciled with doing that emotional work when I feel like I didn't do anything wrong to begin with, like the catalyst of every of, of our relationship breaking down i'm not saying i'm innocent in but the aftermath i haven't done anything wrong i've even hell a couple of years ago i i went out on a limb and i wrote my brother a letter i aired out all my grievances he did the same and i thought we were going to make progress and then i what do i get in return i get oh by the way i was in town but I forgot to hit send on this text message. Sorry. And it's like, okay, I thought we were better than that. So to, I just feel like I don't want to invest too much because historically what I've gotten in return is next to nothing. So it's like, why I put myself out there on that pedestal, on that pedestal, why I put myself out there on that limb if I know I'm going to be out there alone, you know, shivering in the cold and shit, hoping that Captain Jack Sparrow come save me because I'm out there by myself. So that's really where I am right now. I know some of y'all probably hearing this and like, you only get one family. You're going to regret if something happens to somebody. It, you know, if that's the case, then I mean, I doubt it. But because I don't feel I don't feel like I'm. I know I'm not doing everything that I could, but I also know that I've done more than the other person. So if something happens to me or to them, and this is the state of the relationship at that time, it just, it is what it is. I'm not going to take on additional guilt because we were unable to work things out. I mean, heaven forbid, nothing happens to anybody, but I know that's usually the first thing people say. Well, it's not the happens to them. You don't hear them. Okay, whatever. Okay. Again, stop projecting. Um, And that's where I am. It's like, do I do this work? Do I take on this burden or do I not? And my gut is telling me that even though there's a part of me that wants to just to at least have some kind of resolution I'm not prepared and I'm not equipped because I my my instincts are telling me that it's going to quickly fall into a situation where I'm going to grow resentful for having to do this. And then that's going to make things worse. I'm going to be mad that you a grown ass person in your 50s. And here I am raggedy as hell in my 30s. And I have to hold your hand on how to fix our relationship rather than us coming together as two adults like that's going to make me mad and that's going to manifest in different ways and the relationship is, is going to suffer 
it additionally. So that's where I am. It is what it is, but thank you for listening. This has been my self-reflection for February of 2018. I really liked that I did this, that I did. I really liked that I've done this episode. Um, I know it's telling a lot of my personal business, but again, I'm, I'm just hoping that someone hears this and they hear something that will help them. They recognize something in their situation in life or someone else's situation in life and it's beneficial that's kind of the whole point of the podcast i'm trying to help people all right i'm going through shit so hopefully y'all don't have to so that is going to wrap up this episode of gay side stories my apologies if you know you hear me breathing a little bit hard i'm trying to take deep breaths as i speak so that i don't cough all over the microphone anyway GaySideStories.com is the hub for more information. Email me at GaySideStories at gmail.com if you have things to say or you want to just chop it up. Follow and interact on social media. It's at GaySideStories on Twitter and Instagram. At GaySideStories on Facebook or Facebook.com slash GaySideStories. And the Facebook group is hashtag GaySidePod. Join the group. Um, I try to post things in there, just discussion, you know, nothing major. Every now and then I'll have a poll or something, but you can join that group. Also, use the hashtag GaySidePod while you're listening. If I say something that stands out to you, kind of biting off of what Kevin does, go ahead and tweet it. Put that hashtag on there so I can see it. People can see it. Um, Subscribe wherever you get your podcast if you have not already. And if you would do me a favor, do every black podcast that you listen to a favor. If you haven't already for the week of Black Panther, go leave them a five star rating and a review. Every black podcast that you listen to, including this one. All right. That's that's a dope. I want to say present for Black History Month. Leave us some reviews, five stars, you know, keep your one star woes. We trying to. We trying to be out here. Keep it one star woes. Also, make sure that you guys, like I said earlier, are sharing this podcast with other people. Like I appreciate everyone that listens, like to still be getting new listeners, new subscribers to still have so many people have so much interest in the show. You guys have no idea how much it means to me. And I probably don't say it as much as I should because I don't have it on my show running. <laughs> I don't have it on my notes. So blame my heart. Not, blame my head. Oh, God. I can't even speak. Blame my head, not my heart. You know, I appreciate everyone that takes the time to listen, repost on their on their social media or resharing. Uh, what's the word? Retweeting the links, whatever that you, it is that you do. I just I'm so very much appreciative. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can also find me this week, not only here, but it's a three-peat. You can find me on the pod panel, and you can find me on the latest episode of Ratchet Ramblings. You guys have heard me on both of those already, so you should know where to find them. If not, links will be in the show notes. And don't forget the lost commandment. Thou shalt protect thy walls, or they will crumble, and you will be out here with some crumbly walls. All right. 
and i'm out see you guys next week bye